Hey guys, Pastor Josh Robinson from New Haven Church here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in to our most recent sermon from our Lord's Day gathering here at New Haven Church. We're praying that this content blesses you and finds you well as we enter into 2021. And we're praying that if it would bless you, that you would consider giving to the mission of our church by heading over to newhavenwv.com and giving there. Also, we are praying that this content would just be supplementary to your going and attending and, and being involved in the life of a local church in your region. And so, again, we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you and keep you. Well, good morning, church. You can go ahead and open your Bibles up this morning to Genesis chapter 2. We're looking at verses 18 through 23 together this morning. And as you go ahead and get turned there, I'll read the text for us. And the Lord says in his word, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took out one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And may God add a blessing to the reading of his word this morning. And so this morning, we're zooming in further on the topics we began discussing last week, which are the topics of womanhood and femininity. I want to start off our morning together by asking a question, and that question is this. What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a woman? What is at the heart of a woman? One of the things that I want you to notice in our text this morning about woman is that she was not created in the wilderness of the earth like the man, but rather we see that she was created in the lush gardens of Eden. We also see that she was not created from the dust of the ground like the man either, but rather she was created from his side. Look with me, if you would, in verses 21 through 22. Here we learn in this story that the Lord God put the man into a deep sleep. And then we learn that he took a rib from his side and that he fashioned the woman from it. And one of the most fascinating things that we see from Adam after this is that his first words when he sees his wife are poetry. He sees, that the, he sees the woman that God made for him and he's so captivated by her beauty. So he basically says, wow, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, woman, because she was taken out of man. There's some rhyming going on there. Now, I believe that these things speak to the identity of who a woman is. Because God created woman and the beauty of the garden and from the side of the man, she was created to 
reflect God's beauty and to offer it to the world. We also see that she desires to have her beauty delighted in, just as Adam delighted in the beauty of Eve. And that, friends, is what true biblical beauty is. Biblical beauty is not primarily about physical beauty. Rather, biblical beauty is about reflecting the beauty of God and offering it to the world. You see, the more that one participates in the beauty of God and reflecting His beauty, the more beautiful the person becomes. And this is why the world's, this is why the world's definition of beauty is incomplete. You see, the world only sees beauty as something physical. And it, allow, it allows for a person to be less than beautiful on the inside. And that's not how biblical beauty works. You see, in the Bible, beauty is primarily in relation to God, which is internal. And that internal reality works its way outwards. And this is what women were uniquely created to do. Now, we run into several problems this morning, and it's the same problems that we ran into last week. And those problems are sin, the enemy, and the world. Sin, the enemy, and the world. Of course, it's true that men have their problems, but it's also true that women do as well. You see, sin takes God's good design put in woman, and it distorts it. Sin takes women from offering beauty to the world to reflect God to making it God. For example, women can make beauty a God when it's all they care about. We've all seen these types of women in the world, women who are concerned only about physical beauty and who will go to any lengths to obtain it. That's one way that women can make beauty of God. Another way that we see is women make beauty a God when they use it to rule over others. We see this at work in the world as well. We see at times women who know that they are physically beautiful, they can take their beauty and they can use it to rule over people at work, in culture, or even in relationships. And we also see after this that the, the enemy in the world, they conspire together to attack women in attempts to make them something they were never designed to be. You see, the enemy attacks a woman in her heart. And he makes her question if she really is beautiful and if anyone really delights in her. We've all seen this. It's whenever our daughters ask us, Daddy, am I beautiful? Daddy, am I pretty? Or when our wives struggle with insecurity. Brothers and sisters, that is the enemy at work in the hearts of women. We also see the world conspiring against their beauty as well. The world does it a little bit differently. Well, at least it is in our age now. We see the world coming in behind our enemy. And, and right now, in this current moment, trying to strip women of their beauty. And trying to get her to abandon it altogether by coming more and more like a man. I said this last week, but this is exactly what we see in the LGBTQ agenda today. 
And not only there, but in the radical feminist agenda as well. Both of these movements want women to not be women. Both of these movements want women to become more like men. The LGBTQ agenda literally wants women to transition out of being feminine to masculine. So not only is there an attack on masculinity in our culture, but there's also an attack on femininity in our culture as well. John Stacy Eldridge summed this up by saying it this way, Every woman needs to know that she is exquisite and chosen. This is the core of her identity and the unique way that she bears the image of God. Will you pursue me? Do you delight in me? Will you fight for me? Now, the good news this morning, brothers and sisters, is this, that God has sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to rescue and to restore the hearts of women and men. Amen? You see, in His death, burial, and resurrection, for the forgiveness of sins, Jesus restores women to what they were always created to be. You see, by uniting them to Himself by faith, He creates women who are new creations, who are infinitely and eternally beautiful, because they've been united to him and have been redeemed from the bondage of Eve. And we see that he creates women who are restored into the image of God, who are now freed not just to be beautiful, but who are more so freed to display and to reflect the beauty of God. Again, that's biblical beauty, brothers and sisters. And ultimately, this is what Jesus Christ himself did. This is how Jesus is a unique ideal for women. He gives women a model to look at in reflecting God's beauty. And so with that in mind this morning, I want to ask you, ladies, are you walking in the beauty that God created you for? Is it your life's mission to glorify God by displaying and reflecting His beauty? Or is it all about your physical beauty? Now, I want to kind of shift my focus here to men. Men, you now know, if you didn't know, you now know that this is how God has uniquely created women. He has created them to offer beauty to the world, and that is a good thing. So when I ask you, are you helping your wives thrive here? Are you helping your wives thrive here? Let me ask you, when was the last time that you told your wife how beautiful she was? Or when was the last time that you praised the beautiful works that she has done that reflects God's beauty? Listen, if the first words of the sinless Adam's mouth were poetic praises uttered about his bride's beauty, then how much more should redeemed men who are united to the sinless new Adam, Jesus Christ, also utter poetic praises about their bride's beauty? 
right? This is, this is a way that we can model ourselves after Christ, men. This is what Jesus does. If you didn't know it, Jesus exalts over and sings praises over his beautiful bride, the church. This isn't just my thoughts or my opinion. Let me show you. Zephaniah 3.17 says this, The Lord, who is the Lord? Jesus Christ. The Lord your God is in your midst. He's in the midst of the church. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. When was the last time that you modeled Christ in that way? Right? When was the last time? So with this in mind this morning, brothers and sisters, to bring us to a close, I want to say that it is my prayer that New Haven Church would become a place where biblical femininity and beauty would thrive and that we would be a people who would demonstrate that in a way that is well to the world. May the God who created us all in His image bless you and keep you. And may we all be conformed to the image of His Son. Let's pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And amen.